welcome to Run Like Hell Toward Happy, the podcast for overwhelmed creatives to stop hustling and make progress toward their deep down dream. I'm Caitlin Liz Fisher, coach to creatives, and I'm here to fuck up your New Year's resolution in this four-part series. Let's get started. Welcome to the final episode of Fuck New Year's Resolutions. Welcome to episode four. Fuck creative resolutions. (gasps) Creative resolutions? Yes. (gasps) But Caitlin, you are a creative coach. (gasps) Yes, I am. And we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So once again, your resolutions are probably something big and exciting. Not very well planned out because we're just like, yeah, that sounds like a great resolution. I'm going to do it. They're probably a little hustly. And remember, we don't hustle in this family. And the creative ones are probably something that you've tried before and not achieved. So there's this extra layer of trying to prove yourself that you can do it. And it that you, it's got some baggage. Okay. So I'm going to take this from baggagey hustle resolution to actual plan that feels good and doable. That's my hope and dream for you at the end of this episode. Okay. So common creative resolutions. I'm just going to pick some of the ones that people said to me in uh, some examples when I was asking about New Year's resolutions that you've done year after year after year that just feel like a bad X at this point. So those common creative resolutions are finally write my book right? And I'm there with you. I have two books going right now. I feel you. Get my book published. That was a big one. We're going to talk about that. Start a creative business, which I love. Obviously, I love creative businesses, but there's a lot that goes into them and it's a lot more than a New Year's resolution. So businesses require a lot more planning. And we're going to talk about that. And do more art. Make more time for art. Take an art class just something around do more art. Now, the only one of these that I don't think is charged up with that like stank resolution energy that we've been talking about is do more art, right? Because I like that. That's just kind of casual. That's it's not high stakes. It's just do some more art. And I like that. That that speaks to me. But the other ones are like practically begging to go off track because Resolutions are these big, pretty, lofty dreams. Like, of course you would love to write a book this year. That's awesome. Like, writing a book is huge. It's serious. It sounded like Donald Trump. What the hell? (laughs) It's huge. It's just huge. Okay. (laughs) Writing a book is huge. It's amazing. It's a huge accomplishment. And it's something to be very, very proud of. It's also kind of time-consuming, like you, you could write a book really fast. Like people do it. People can churn out books. I don't know how they do it. If you are a magical book fairy, I admire you and your powers. I am not a magical book fairy. Like it takes me a while to write a book. So, you know, I'm going to be speaking from, from that perspective as not a magical book fairy. So if you want to write a book, that's rad. But what does it entail? Right? That's that's the problem with New Year's resolutions is that we don't really think about what it takes to make them happen. We're just like, that would be a great New Year's resolution. So I'm here to bring reality to your New Year's resolution and we're going to make a plan, okay? So you need to set aside time to write if you're going to write a book. 
Are you going to write daily? You don't have to remember consistency doesn't mean daily. It just means consistent. So you have to pick what consistent means for you and then actually do it consistently. Like that's, that's the trick. Are you going to set aside time once a week to write in like a longer session instead of a little bit every day? Are you going to be one of those 5am writer people? Does writing a book fit into your existing energy demands or are you going to need to shift your existing priorities in order to fit the book in? These are all very important questions that need to be planned out. Also getting published, similar to how we talked about getting a job, we can't control every part of that. So if you're self-publishing, yeah, you you control that. You control when you submit a book into self-publication, you control the marketing, you control all the things. So like go forth and self-publish if that's what you want to do. If you want to be traditionally published, that takes more steps. It takes more time. You have to find an agent. Um, the querying process takes time to find an agent who connects with your book, who has connections with publishers, who might say yes to your book. And then the pitching process to publishers takes more time. And then you don't know what their like schedule is like. So for instance, okay, hang on. Let me think back. I wrote my proposal for gaslighting. Um, the Gaslighting of the Millennial Generation. If you don't have my book yet, it's rad. You can win a free copy in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy group on Facebook by leaving a review for this show. Wrote my proposal, sent it to my agent. Now, I, I had an agent already, so I saved a lot of time that way. And then uh, I got picked up. We got a yes from the first round of pitches, which was also very lucky. <laughs> It can take longer. It can take years. Like honestly, the querying process, finding an agent and finding a publisher can take years. I want to be very realistic with you. Not every process is like mine. I got, I honestly did get very lucky. I had an agent connect with me. So I had a blog post go viral. Then an agent reached out to me and he was like, yo, this is basically a book proposal. Like, are you interested in turning this into a book? And I was like, what the fuck? And I spent like a year being in what the fuck scary mode. Like I, I didn't think I was capable of writing a book. And then in 2018, oh, right. I know. I know when I got the book deal, (laughs) 2018, the same week I left my abuser and my stepdad died, I got a yes back from a publisher. So I got my book deal in that same 10 day period. It was quite a week for me uh, in March, 2018. So I then spent the rest of 2018 writing it and I could have done it faster, but because I had all of 2018, I took all of 2018, but you know, and I set myself word count goals. I was like, I want to write 2000 words a day, or I want to write a chapter a day. Like I would sort of challenge myself in, in those ways. I would sort of set my bracket and I was writing mostly daily on the book. And it was, it was pretty good. It worked well. I submitted it to the publisher. They got back to me with like some, I forget what exactly it's called. 
there's like two types of editing. And in the first round of edits, they like pointed out like, you should build this section up here. This reads kind of weird here. Like, can you be more clear? Do more over here. Remove this, you know, sort of stru- oh structural edits, I think is what it's called. Structural edits. Hi, Caitlin from the future here. While I edited this, those are called developmental edits. And I just forgot that word. And then I sent them the actual finished manuscript with all those edits made. And then they did copy edits, which is where they just go through and they make sure all the commas are in the right place and all the periods and everything's capitalized properly, etc. And so I think I turned it in in January of 2019 and it was published in May. So that I I feel like that was a pretty quick turnaround time. I think bigger publishing houses probably have longer lead times on that. But I'm getting way into the weeds of publishing and I want to bring it back to this New Year's resolution thing. So my point being that you need to know what goes into your goal in order to know what actions to take. You need to know what to do. Because if you're just like, I want to get a book published this year and you have no idea what goes into that, you're not going to know what actions to take and what steps to take. So step one, do some research on what your goal entails. And remember... In the first episode of this four-part series, the productivity resolution, we broke it down into sort of like four steps to actually make sure that your goal makes sense. And number one is to get real about the purpose and how it fits into your long-term vision. So whatever your long-term vision is, whether you want to be published, whether you want to write a book, you want to start that creative business, release an album on Spotify, like whatever that creative goal is for you, what are the actions you can take? What consistent action will result in that goal being finished by the end of 2022? Because you can't just immediately be like, well, it's January, time to record my album. Like, you probably need to write some songs first. You know, maybe you want collaborating musicians or maybe you want somebody to do a backup track or a remix for you or something. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. So really lay it all out and then see how that fits into your year in the context of the rest of your life and energy outputs. Step two was those teeny tiny 90 day habit building. Remember it takes 67 days to make a new habit stick or upwards of 90 days if you have ADHD because we have to wait for the shiny new stuff to wear off in order to start counting to 67. So this might be writing every day or this might be writing a poem every day. Just whatever your creative pursuit is, taking a small sustainable step. And again, it doesn't have to be daily. It could be weekly. It could be monthly. It can be whatever works for you and is sustainable and achievable for you. Step three, accountability. So remember, get an accountability buddy. Um, put reminders on your calendar. Maybe highlight them in a special color that's like, hey, I'm supposed to be writing a song on Saturday morning, joining a group like Passion Pacers or the Run Like Hell Toward Happy group where you can ask for an accountability check-in, changing your computer's login password to a queue to your new habit. Any of those accountability methods can be great. Pick one that works. Ta-da. Accountability, very important. Even if it's just accountability with yourself, but if you need an outside accountability buddy, that's great too. And then step four is regular and realistic evaluation. So how is your action plan going? So I, it's not really a resolution, but I'm, my novel idea won't leave me alone. 
anymore. Like I've, I haven't made the time. I haven't made the time. I haven't made the time. And then finally, like I'm dreaming about writing novels. Um, ideas are coming to me in the shower. It's plaguing me when I'm trying to go to sleep. And I'm finally like, okay, I guess I'm going to write you. So I have decided to set aside three hours a week on Wednesday mornings. I'm going to go to the coffee shop, give myself a nice specialty latte that costs way too much money and a muffin. And I'm going to work on my novel for three hours a week. And then I'm going to check in in about 30 days and be like, does that work? Am I actually writing my novel in three hours a week? Do I want more time? Do I need less time? Do you know, do I want to switch it to a Saturday? Does Wednesday not work? Am I stressed out on Wednesday because I didn't get as much other stuff done? Whatever it is. But you evaluate regularly. And it's okay to change your goal. That's my whole shtick, right? Is adjustable goals. I love an adjustable goal because the goal police are not going to jump out of the bushes and arrest you if you do not reach the goal the first way you planned it. So creative goals are obviously something I support, right? I'm a creative coach. But what I want you to consider is the context of your creative goal with everything else in your life. And really important, you know, I talk about work-life play-rest balance. Is this creative goal or resolution part of work or part of play? Because that impacts the whole balance. If it's additional work, which like working on my novel feels fun, but is a creative output. It is something that I need to put like brain energy into. And so it's going to have to count as work because I can't, (sighs) I can't do that on top of work without making some adjustments to work. You know, it's got to be a balance. There's got to be some give and take. So I need to streamline my work so that these three hours a week for the novel fit in. Now, when I am painting, just because I feel like painting. Like over New Year's weekend, I painted this silly like wall scroll. It says live, laugh, love, but it has possums on it. And I was just like, I'm going to paint that possum idea that I had that one time. And that was fun creativity. So that fits into play for me where it's just like, I'm here having a good time. I'm painting some possums. I'm not producing anything to sell or to like achieve a goal. It was just fun. It was just fun creative expression. And so that's the difference between creativity as work and creativity as play. You need to make sure that there's a bit of both or that you've made adjustments to the other work in order to not just add extra work on top of it, you know? Okay. (laughs) So, you know, I'm all about balance. And in Passion Pacers... We work on this balance between work, life, play, rest. We set adjustable, achievable goals and we feel good about it, whether we reach them or change them or decide that they don't work for us. When I set out and created Passion Pacers, I thought we were going to be doing a lot more creating, but honestly, a lot of our coaching and a lot of our work together is letting go of perfectionism and thinking that it's bad to rest. So we do a lot of balance work and mindset work. And it's really refreshing and comforting to be in a community like that, where we all understand that goals are not the be all end all of our week. You know, so we have goal setting on Mondays, and then we have a check in on Fridays. And some people are like, I achieved all my goals. 
and we celebrate that. And other people are like, I didn't because I realized I really needed to rest. So I changed my goals and we celebrate that. And it's just a really good, comfy place to be. And the four-part framework in Passion Pacers helps you break the mold of that way that we think things are supposed to work. Like we just follow this script like, oh, this is how productivity works. This is how having a creative business works. This is how work-life balance works, right? The way things work is how they work for you. So that's why we have a four-part framework in Passion Pacers. Step one is grounding. It helps you take stock of all the things going on in your life and how much time and energy you're spending on them. Part two is intuition, which helps you listen to your inner knowing and work toward the things that make sense for your personal vision, right? Not anybody else's vision for you, not anybody else's idea of what you should be doing or working on, but you deep down inside what your passion draws you toward. Part three is pacing, where you will learn to set non-hustle goals that feel good and have permission to change if they aren't working. And part four is reframing to teach you to identify and rethink the negative beliefs that are holding you back. So Passion Pacers is only getting better in 2022. Like it's already in motion. I am speaking it into existence because I'm I run it. And so I decide what happens and we're doing awesome shit. So for listeners of the podcast, I'm going to do a special promotion. I'm literally not putting this anywhere on social media. I'm not putting it in an email. This is just for podcast listeners. So it's our little secret, but you can get 10% off Passion Pacers with code FNYR22, as in fuck New Year's resolutions 22. F-N-Y-R 22. That is not getting written down anywhere. It is just for you in your ears right now. And I'm also going to make you a workbook because you know I love a workbook. So you can find a workbook that helps you keep these resolution reframes handy and work through them at your own pace. You can find that at runlikehelltowardhappy.com slash offer. So there'll be a workbook. And I will put that link elsewhere. That one's not just our secret. But the 10% off Passion Pacers is our little secret. And that is code FNYR22 at passionpacers.com. Okay, this has been awesome. Thank you for joining me for these four awesome episodes where we totally just myth bust the hell out of New Year's resolutions. I hope to see you in Passion Pacers. I hope to see you in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook. And I love you. Drink water. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope this episode helped you rethink your New Year's resolution to make a solid plan to move forward toward your vision that works for you. Come talk about it in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook.